All right, you ready for season two? I'm ready for season two. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. How is your family thriving in isolation? COVID-19 has altered the schedules and rhythms of our families and provided new opportunities and new challenges for the family. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about family life in isolation and how you can make the most out of this unusual time. We'll talk about the ways to serve and lead your spouse and children. All this on the Thriving in Ministry podcast. I'm Kyle Willis, and as always, we're joined by Dace Clifton, founder of DailyPastor.com. Dace, welcome back to the show for season number two. Wow, we made it through the first season. That is amazing. Miracles do happen, right, Kyle? I mean, this is this is phenomenal. We're back. We are back, baby. How That's does right. that feel? <laughs> well, one thing I'm not going to change about this season is the odd question that I always like to ask. I don't ever tell you what I'm going to ask, and so it's just fun for me. I don't know if anybody else enjoys it, but I need to know what's the weirdest thing you've eaten so far in quarantine. Ah, uh, so I like Miracle Whip. Whoa. Uh, do, you, do you like Miracle Whip, Dace? Uh, it's been a long time. I, I've had it. I don't know that I just go out and seek that out, but but keep going. Keep going. So would like the weirdest thing be just Miracle Whip on bread? Like, I, does that sound appetizing to you? Because oh, it sounds really good to me right now. I can't do that because that's not even mayonnaise. I don't even know. Is Miracle Whip mayonnaise? No, no, but... It is in the same family. It's, it's a in the condiment family. sandwich. And, you know, we're in rough times nowadays, waiting on that stimulus check. And, you know, sometimes you just have to pull out the Miracle Whip and uh, slap it on some bread. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. What, what about yourself? I feel like you may have a good answer here. Uh, I don't know that I've had, you know, Miracle Whip. That's interesting. You know, we actually, and I, I hope I don't offend anybody here, but I guess I don't care if I do. We've eaten, a, we're eating like tons of deer meat because that's what I have. Yeah. And so like, you know. That's a whole, you know, epic deer hunt this this past year. You know, I could spend an episode talking about that one trip out to West Texas, mule deer. It was amazing. But anyway, like a, a it, it took a, you two shots though, right? Say it again. It took you two shots. Let's not talk about that part. That that wasn't the amazing. <laughs> that wasn't the amazing part. We that, were picking right back up yeah. where we left off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that wasn't the amazing part. But the amazing part later was yeah, about three weeks before COVID and all this stuff. Uh, I got the meat back from the meat processing guy. And so, yeah, we've been eating that. That's That's been cool. But yeah, Miracle Whip, is that mayonnaise or not? It's not mayonnaise, but I don't know what it is. Interesting. It doesn't matter, but I think you could put Miracle Whip with your deer meat. Mm. Maybe something for you to try tonight <laughs> to change it up a bit. You know, I, I, you know, I thought the question was honestly going to be, am I wearing pants for those pastors and church leaders listening today who can't see us we are zooming and it's uh just from the waist up so well i didn't need to ask that i already knew the answer to that so i wasn't even going to go there you know i didn't <laughs> well thank you and we are I'm glad of course oh, okay yes yes that's right we are that's right days before we get started with this episode it is the kickoff of season yep. number two could you just recap for those listening why do we put on the thriving in ministry podcast what are we talking about and why does this matter for those listening today 
Well, the bottom line is, is that when you're in ministry, you really are fighting all types of battles. I mean, there's uh, all types of challenges that we're going to have to overcome uh, to follow God. Just because we're following God and have been called by Him does not make us immune from challenges. And so we want to run with a tribe that's going to encourage us to seek God, to grow as leaders, to uh, push the boundaries for God's glory, right? I mean, that's really what all of this is about. And so this is just our small way of cheering on other kingdom folks, other other kingdom leaders and ministry leaders uh, across the board, pastors and non-pastors. We try to be pretty broad in the sense that we want to encourage anybody that is working for the kingdom. And we want to cheer them on for faithfulness and what God's taught me and the connections that we've made with other ministry leaders. If there's any way that we can leverage that uh, for any type of kingdom advance, any type of encouragement for people to stay in ministry, we want to do that. That's That's a win. That's our passion. That's what we live for. Well, that's exactly right, Dason, with what you do as a pastor, you know, also founding dailypastor.com and with what I get to do supporting churches through Talenton Church Services. You know, if you're a pastor or church leader stumbling uh, on us today, we want you to know that we're here for you. The Thriving in Ministry podcast is, is simply something that we do as an extension to encourage pastors. Yep. You know, you've got this. Stay in the fight. So today as we're talking about thriving in isolation with your family. What a great place to start as we are starting season two. We're talking about how do we build healthy, functioning families when we feel isolated. And so, Dace, you know, I want to ask you to go ahead and start us off with the verse of the day. You bet. It's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. I love that passage. It certainly applies to just to the core of our lives, but it particularly, I think, applies in the home. Uh, certainly, you know, God's called us to, to love him and to love others, love our world. But man, if the expression of that is not genuine and in the home with your spouse and with your children, then... Really, how genuine is it going to be beyond that and, and with our world? So it's a challenging passage of Scripture, I think, and an encouraging passage. Love is a choice, not a ooey-gooey, butterfly-inducing feeling, right? Love is a choice, and it's a choice that's patient, kind, doesn't envy or boast, arrogant or rude, doesn't insist on its own way, right? I mean, love is sacrificial when you look at what this passage is calling us to do. And if we can do that in the home, I think we've got a good foundation to be able to do it to a lost world as well. Dace, I appreciate you sharing that verse from 1 Corinthians. And as I'm sitting here thinking about it, you know, I like numbers and metrics, but maybe one way to think about this is like, could you rate your family on this? Mm. And on a scale of 1 to 10, how patient am I? How kind have I been during this isolation? How about, you know, rudeness, irritableness? You know, that's maybe a different way to look at it. And as we're talking today... Uh, it, you know, it doesn't matter where you're at on that scale. Yeah. What it what matters is that there's a commitment and an effort to improve wherever you are at. So I just want to encourage anyone listening today, if you rate yourself a four in this area, you know, it's unrealistic that you'll be a 10 uh, in the next three weeks. You know, certainly isolation can help or uh, hurt that matter, but encouragement, <laughs> you know, our encouragement today is that to get you from a four to a six or a seven. You know, I, I know I need that. 
That's a good, those are diagnostic questions, Kyle. I love that. That's a good way to think about it. And, and really the truth of the matter is, is knowing a scripture is not enough, right? We've got to know it and put it into practice in our lives. And so that's a great way to do that. So a lot of things have changed and, and we're talking about thriving in ministry, thriving in isolation with our families. Uh, what is your encouragement for how we can thrive with our families? Well, I want to set this up, Kyle, by by an observation that I made, and that is I believe that that pastors are really busy right now, and I believe that that some of them have really been stretched. And not only have they been stretched, um, what's been set in motion in our nation and the world over the last month, month and a half, is going to have repercussions. You and I have talked about this for years to come. And so no pastor that I've communicated with in the past 30 days has told me, you know, oh, it's been easy. I've been able to kick back a lot more. What I've heard is the opposite. I've heard we've had to pivot. We've had to shift. We've had to make radical, sometimes radical and complicated decisions in a really narrow window there just to really shift some some ministry. And that's not necessarily bad. There's, you know, on other episodes, we're going to talk about, you know, I'm already seeing some some great things come out of this. Certainly there's some challenges, but with the, all of that being said, the point that I'm driving at here to set this up today is the fact that ministry leaders are really stretched. They're really busy right now. Uh, they're, they're, they're grappling with some real challenges. And here's the key for the family. The family deserves more than your leftovers, right? The, your family, if you're, if you're a, a husband, you're a pastor, your family deserves more than just what's in the bottom of the pan after a 10-hour day of some challenging decisions and working out technology, all of that. It's it's all about priority. So your family is that first priority after God. And so we've got to make sure that we're giving our family more than just whatever's left over. And so often pastors have picked up a lot of tasks during these last several weeks, and maybe it was improving your church online uh, maybe you picked up family Zoom calls that didn't used to happen or additional chores around the house, you know, whatever it may be. And now all of a sudden that margin that we used to have has been eaten away. And frankly, a lot of pastors now are trying to squeeze stuff in, pre-recording their message or, or pushing out extra content. You know, maybe you find yourself working five, six, seven days a week now. So it is important yeah. that we're talking about thriving in isolation with our family to really think about it in, in terms of priorities. You know, prioritizing family is really the key here. And so uh, let's start with the kids. What can we do to stay on point with our children? I, I know my family has felt the weight of this. Uh, my daughter's an extrovert, and the social distancing uh, has really taken a toll on her. So give me some feedback as a friend and brother in Christ. Uh, what can we do better for, for our family, specifically with our kids? Well, I can certainly identify with what you said, Kyle, because if I am not intentional about serving my family, you know, I'm not going to be giving them my best. And so there's two things I think about on a daily basis. If I can do these two things, I think that there's going to be some really positive fruit. And the first thing is, number one, I want to be an unexpected blessing uh, to my kids. And and what I mean by that is, is when, when I go home, you know, Dace at his worst wants to go home after a long day get a cold drink, sit in my chair and just let there be quiet. Right. I mean, just, just, uh, you know, I might, I might get on my phone and thumb through some social media. I might, maybe I'll pick up a book. I mean, I just want to be like Superman in his, 
Fortress of Solitude is that imaginary non-reality. Well, instead of instead of self-isolating there, when I get home, I need to be an unexpected blessing. And I say get home just because my office is a short distance from my house and there's less people at my office than are at my house. So uh, be an unexpected blessing. And so what I what that means is, for example, today I, I had to run home and grab something. Uh, the kids were playing. And so I took the kids, uh, unexpected part of my day for about 45 minutes. We went outside, we threw the ball around, we played, you know, there were things on my list that I knew I needed to get done, but you know what, giving the kids that time for me was a blessing. And, and, and for them, I think it was a blessing, you know, just dad came home a little bit early, did some stuff with us and, and a memory was made. So, you know, being intentional, taking those steps like that, uh, I think is, is, is us having the right mindset um, towards our kids. There's another one, though, and that is help them to see faith in action. And I think for, for parents, this, this time, this time, if you want to call it a crisis, is a key time where, you know, my nine-year-old in particular, it's time for him to see the reality of mom and dad's faith in action. And that is, hey, we're praying about these things that are going on. We're praying about this crisis and this challenge, and we're, we're seizing those opportunities to direct them back to the scripture, back to prayer, back to God, you know, to remind them of these truths that we preach and teach to others, that God is in control, right? They don't have to be afraid, that he's going to shepherd our family through this, that we can stand and rely on the promises of God. And, you know, you've got you've to beat that drum with your kids every day. And we should be doing it all the time, but in this time in particular is, is, is a great time, really, for lack of a better term, to beat that drum. Well, and one of the more interesting ways that some church leaders uh, have experienced uh, in this whole thing, you know, you were talking about faith and action, but this opportunity to actually do church with your family. Yeah. Um, you know, with many pastors like recording their services early, what a way now to actually do church with your family in a way that hasn't been really feasible before. So I'm really excited about that, right? Yeah. To be able to sit there and probably awkward to sit there and watch yourself, but to spend time with your family, not from a stage, but in the living room setting. And I'm sure pastors were already doing this before, but this is, but this time has been really neat for me to actually go yeah. to kids' church with my children, right? That's right, Kyle. And I want to also mention, just as you mentioned, a few diagnostic questions related to our verse of the day. Think of these things as, you know, how am I doing? Am I am I a blessing to my kids? Or when I walk in the door, do the kids know, ooh, dad's home, we better, we better stay away, right? I want my kids to cheer when I come in the room, right? Dad's home, right? And so it's a good thing when dad's home instead of instead of, wow, oh no, dad's here, he's going to be grumpy or he's going to be stressed out. Kids can pick up on that type of stuff. So, you know, ask yourself those diagnostic questions. You know, am I I being a blessing to my kids? And then secondly, you know, can they see our faith, the faith that we preach, the faith that we teach, the faith that we hold? How can my kids see that in action? How can I demonstrate that to them today? And sometimes when you're tired, we can think of excuses not to do the things that we know we ought to in the evening in particular with our kids. And so, yeah, just, uh, this is just a challenge, you know, a loving challenge to say, Hey, take these things. How am I, how am I a blessing to my kids? How can they see my faith in action? What am I doing so that they can see it? Well, and as you were talking about that, if I had to rate how I'm doing with my children, how I'm interacting and engaging with them during this time of isolation, I would, 
I'd probably give myself a higher score uh, with my kids than I would with my wife as a matter of full transparency. Not that um, it would be a one or a two, but I, I fall short repeatedly with her. And, and one of the ways that I fall short is in loving and supporting my wife. And so what advice would you give me? Would you give those uh, listening? You know, maybe they are feeling some discouragement or aren't thriving as well as they want to, uh, want to be during this time of isolation. Well, your spouse is carrying something different than you are. And, and even if you're in the same house and, you know, you have a really a close relationship, the bottom line is, is that because God made men and women so different, uh, they're just going to respond and carry things different, even based on the same same factors, the same stimuli, right? And so the first time I realized this was when I began, uh, oh, it's been a few years ago, I began to ask my wife, hey, you know, what are three things? What are your top three things that I can pray for you about today? And, you know, I've been married right now around 20 years. And, you know, we've had, my wife and I have you know, I feel like I know my wife pretty well, but when I ask that question, she never ceases to amaze me. There is something on her mind. Sometimes there's two things out of those three. I might get one, but I never get all three of them. And 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 the reason why is because God has made me so much different than he made her, and she is carrying something different than I am. And so, you know, that there's another diagnostic thing. I can ask my spouse, hey, what are three things I can pray for you today? We've talked about that in future episodes, time of difficulty, stress, and crisis. That's more important even in times like this to begin right there. But Colin, just to kind of panning back out, I think that, you know, as we talked earlier, your family, you know, needs more than the leftovers. You, you know, your spouse needs, you know, needs you at your best. And so for you and me today, and this is also an intentional choice, I've got to be my best at my at listening, at engagement, and in service. And man, I'll tell you, I don't nail this. Even about 10 days ago, my wife and I were talking and I, you know, just began to ask her, I said, well, how's your day going? And she, you know, she said, man, I'm just real, I'm really struggling. And, and I said, well, how can I help you? And she said, you know, if you adjust, and she listed a couple of practical things around the house, uh, stuff that I hadn't done lately, you know, unload the dishwasher, those, just those practical things. Cause you know, in her, in her mindset, you know, taking those extra steps, loading the coffee pot up before we go to bed at night, me doing some of those things really, you know, makes her feel appreciated and cared for. So, you know, you've got to give, you know, you've got to give more than the leftovers and your best. So I understand we're talking about giving more than our leftovers. In fact, you know, our next episode is going to be focusing on, on priorities because we can't be a 10 all the time. We, yeah. we won't be a 10 for our children, our wives and our spiritual lives and, and leading organizations and all that. So we, we can't always be a 10. So what we're talking about, I, I I'm thinking about words like engagement, listening, service. Mm. Those are some of the words that are coming to my mind as we're sitting here talking now. You know, another thing, you know, uh, everyone is craving this sense of touch that's been missing. Yeah. Like, like when was the last time I just, like, held my wife's hand? Yeah. Because we aren't driving around and, and going on dates. Uh, man, just, like, sitting on the couch, that's, that's not something I typically do. Um, and I don't, I don't want to call you out days. Maybe you're better at that than I am. <laughs> no, you're shaking your head. No. Uh, okay. I'm sitting here like, oh, that's a practical thing for me to sit here and go. Like I, I could probably be better at that. Like, so what are you thinking about in terms of engaging with our spouse? 
Well, I think that there's there's four things that you can do today. And uh, I, I'll be completely honest. I, I'm ripping this off from a pastor friend named Mike Fritcher, who challenged me to do these four things every single day. And um, when I've done them, I, I've just seen great fruit in, in, in our marriage. And uh, so here it is. You can do four things today. The first thing, and all of this is in the context of, hey, take some time every single day and touch on four areas with your spouse. Number one, talk about their today. You know, and and just talk about their today. And what that means is 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 that you're going to ask those those questions like, "Hey, how, how's your day going? What's going on?" And l- let them talk and and genuinely listen. Um, as we talked earlier about you know asking for you know prayer, there may be some things that they're struggling with that you you don't know about. And 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 really, for our ministry leaders, we're thinking about church. We're thinking about all the things that we're having to do to connect with people. Well, our spouses have had to make big pivots as well, right? I mean, those that weren't homeschooling before. I have two kids; both were in school, and now they're at home. There's just been this huge shift uh, in our lives, and so you, you begin with that. Talk about your today. Talk about your tomorrow. What what are you facing tomorrow? What can I pray for you about? Um, how can I help you tomorrow? I mean, if a husband would ask about his wife's day and follow it up with, what are you facing tomorrow and how can I help you? I mean, that's it. I mean, that's you're, you, that's at least a really good base hit. I'm just saying, you know, you, you know, you're going to get somebody on base there. That's all I'm saying. Um, and so those are the first two, you know, I mean, pretty, pretty simple stuff, easy to implement. You can implement it right now. Well, I would point us back to the rating system of saying today, okay, wife, how would you rate how well I supported you? You know, I was at a four today. What will it take me to get to like a six tomorrow? You know, and that that's a real practical way yeah. for me to get some feedback on what I need to do moving forward. If If I want to get better in this area, you mentioned, you know, earlier four points uh, today, tomorrow. What are the other two? Well, the other the other two would be in some way, you and your wife and the scripture need to connect. And my wife and I each have our own devotion time, quiet time that's separate. I mean, she studies, I study separately, and uh, but yet we can we can take some time, and it doesn't have to be a huge amount of time, but read a passage of scripture together. And recently, I read Psalms, and uh, just kind of on a uh, just a high speed journey through Psalms, just to kind of get the the major flows and. And overview of of those books. I mean, it's it's five different units really in the book of Psalms. And so, you know, the other night we were reading in the upper one forties, and uh, just read two or three Psalms. And uh, and then, uh, you know, after we did that, you know, we prayed together. And it wasn't lengthy; it was wasn't long. But I just, hey, I want to pray for you. That was it. So if you can touch on those four areas every single day. Engage with your wife. And here, here's the four again. How was your day? Ask the question and listen. Let's talk about tomorrow. What are you facing? How can I help? Three, read a passage of scripture. Just, I mean, you know, the, you know, read, read a Psalms. It just takes two minutes. Uh, and then pray for one another. I really believe that that you'd see tremendous fruit. I'm and and when I do this, I'll be honest with you, Kyle. I don't do it every day, but every day that I do do this, uh, we get something out of it. And all it really is is just it's an intentional way to engage with your spouse, to take some time. Because Kyle, at my worst, I'll tell you what happens. 
we're tired. We get the kids down. We go to our bedroom. You know, we start thumbing thumbing through some social media, Netflix or, or whatever, you know, comes on. And we're so tired and exhausted, you know, we're watching some, I don't know, travel show about where to go in Mississippi and nobody wants to go to Mississippi. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's watch out there, Dace, <laughs> excuse me. We're talking about where to go in Oklahoma. And, and let's be honest, nobody wants to go to Oklahoma. <laughs> well, this will be an awkward transition to close us out, but uh, here's what we want you to know. The main takeaway for today, if you are going to thrive in isolation, your family is going to have to be a part of that. That's right. They can and should be supporting you. It's not all about how you support them because they're going to support you in other ways. But if you and your ministry is going to thrive, your family is absolutely going to have to be a part of that. They're going to be a key part of that. So don't neglect them. Lean in. Actively participate. Listen. Go above and beyond. Make those special connections. You know, what a great time as we sit here not knowing how long this will really last to say to yourself in this season, I'm going to increase my engagement and activity with my family, along with all the other priorities that are out there. You know, what a perfect time to do it. And I I think that is what we want to encourage pastors today with. Well, you nailed it, Kyle. And I'll end it with this. These are the type of things that we should do regardless of the performance of our family or the way that our spouse or others relate to us, right? I mean, these are good things to do. You know, so many times, and maybe just kind of falling back on my experience as a pastor, you know, when people come to me and they want to talk about marriage, it's not because their marriage is going well. You know, it's not, nobody's come to me and said, hey, pastor, let's set it, you know, let's let's have a time to talk about marriage because it is awesome and I'm rocking it. It has never happened. What has happened every single time somebody wants to talk about marriage is, is they say, man, this is not going well. Here's the reason why it's not going well. And usually that conversation starts with, they are doing X, Y, and Z. And so these types of things, you know, where I'm going to, man, I'm going to, I want to be a blessing to my kids. I want to model what faith looks like in this time. I want to engage with my wife. I'm going to, I'm going to ask her and listen about her today, her tomorrow. I'm going to read scripture with her and over her, and I'm going to pray for her. I am going to do that regardless of what type of day we've had. I'm going to do that regardless of the way that maybe, I, maybe, you know, for some husbands, maybe you feel like, well, I don't feel like I'm being treated right. I don't think that they understand what I'm going through. I don't think they understand the pressure. You know what? Your spouse might not understand any of that. You should do this anyway. You should do it because it's the right thing to do. It's the right way to serve. It's the Jesus way to serve other people, even when there's doesn't seem to be an immediate return on it. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this first episode of season two of the Thriving in Ministry podcast as we talked about how to thrive in isolation, specifically with our families. We pray that you will have a fulfilling day. And if you have any specific ways that we can support you in your life and in your ministry, uh, feel free to reach out. Now, I want to encourage and create margin in your ministry in any way that I can. Email me at kyle at talentonservices.com. That's K-Y-L-E at T-A-L-A-N-T-O-N services.com. Thanks for joining us in the Thriving in Ministry Season 2. 
If there's future topics you'd like us to cover in some other episodes, please be sure to reach out to us at thedailypastor at gmail.com. Have a blessed day. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a thriving in ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor.